I didn't realize the captain of aviation is in. Why do we have to leave the the shade open uh, on uh, at least on takeoff and landing? Because people need to. It's very disorienting for some people to when you take off. You feel you know you want to make sure you see the horizon, and plus it's just they put windows on a plane for a reason. If now if it's at night or you get up top, you know above the clouds, you want to take a nap, <clears> you want to shut it, go for it. In other words, you want to decide on all your I'm flights. The you are the I'm decider. the row captain. You know what? I'm the row captain. Well, I'm the row captain. You're the, you're the one who knocks. I am Heisenberg. Yes. I get to decide. I'd like to declare everybody. I'm in a. I'm in row 14D, but I am the row captain. Hello, everybody. It's the captain. Here. I will decide. Uh, yeah. That's the Grand Canyon over there. Uh, we're out of peanuts. Uh, I got to go. Thank you. I think the key to your impression that it was this. Uh, <laughs> they do it as part of the uh, captain. Do they teach him that? Yeah. They teach him. You want to join for this for a second? No. Because I'm picking up on one of your topics. I know. I know. I've said all I've needed to say on that. Okay. Topic. All right. Once again, window shades up. I think, if, Dave, I think if you get the window seat, you control the shade. Unless, unless the... Uh, uh, you do. You I agree do. with that. You do control it, but for the love of humanity, keep it open on takeoff and landing. I don't want you to just come in and just shut it. That's very, that's aggressive. That's like, I don't care about anybody else but me. Well, but you're saying you don't care about anybody else but you by wanting the, the shade up so you can look out so you're not disoriented. Maybe not as many Bloody Marys at the airport bar and <laughs> disorientation. It's not as big a deal. Hey, let me tell you something. Suddenly Foster Brooks Foster is sitting Brooks. next to you. <laughs> well, I think we were talking about the, can, the go-to drunk reference. Can someone right now in entertainment, their go-to is they're the drunk. Be a drunk. You know, Dean did Dean, that. Yeah. I mean, Dean was an accomplished singer, Martin and Lewis, and then just played the drunk. You know, even I know a lot of people suggest that he didn't drink at all. But even when they had the big Martin and Lewis filing get together, yeah. even then he was playing the drunk when he was back with yeah. Jerry. And so could he not break the bit then? Because also him and how long were him and Lewis apart for like two decades or so? Yeah. And all of a sudden they were together. Sinatra brings them together on the uh, on the telephone and he did it. We don't have anybody that I'm, I'm not aware of right now who plays the drunk. Or like, and that's their bit? Like a high, like somebody who plays like they're high all the time? I don't think so. Right? Not coming to mind. Not coming to mind. Not the Too much TMZ. You, you do that every day. <laughs> I need, I might have to smoke tonight. Spend a little bit. When's the last time you got high? 9.30 or? <laughs> that's been a little while. Yeah? yeah. All right. We might have to share that. Share that. Mr. St. Paul Saints over here. Good job. Yes. Fighting Saints. Fighting Saints. All right, we're going to pick up uh, uh, CU. Uh, pick up on part of the conversation I heard on the Adam and Jordana show where they were talking about, you know, we're looking at very cold weather and snow and helping out. You know, do, um, do you want to help out your neighbors? You know, whether it's shoveling or checking on them. And then the conversation in the second segment, all this is available on podcast too. Adam and Jordana, anywhere you get your podcast. To the question of uh, this, and I want—I really want to pick up on this because I thought that was an interesting debate. 
is our default to be kind. As humans, is our natural default to be kind? Or do we have any natural default and it's all learned behavior? Because I don't think it's all learned behavior. I mean, the example I use all the time on parenting is there's some, either it's a parent or parents who are meticulous, respectful, kind, loving, always attentive. And their kid turns out to just be a lout, a jerk, violent. And then you can have the absolute opposite, where the parents are more selfish. They're really more worried about their own life. And you think the kid might turn out that way, and then the kid's just magnificent. So it's some combination, right? Because you're not automatically, everyone is not automatically born evil. Everyone is not automatically born kind. So where is that balance? Do you think it, because I think, We have so many examples. We have how many? We have 7 billion people, whatever we have right now. And we can see maybe people in our life that we know or that we read about who can be 100% kind and respectful. And you admire them. And then you might meet other people in your life, and, and they're just angry all the time. They're just upset all the time. And how much of that is, for some reason, they were born that way? Or they learn that by whatever reasons, including a difficult childhood. Mental health is, you know, is in a separate category here because mental health can cause a lot of issues, and we know that's going to play a fault. But is it easy for us, and I love feedback on this, 651-461-9226. Would you say we can even answer the question, is kindness our default? Or are there so many factors and it's just person to person? Because, I mean, Jordana was just adamantly no. More folks, individuals are bad, are not kind, and cited where people don't help out others and what people say. And all the wars which are taking place. I still think there are more people in this on the planet by far who their default is kindness. But how they arrive there versus how the others arrive to negativity and anger and not objectivity and telling the truth and giving opinions, but just Always upset. I th- I just think it's not close on, on the decency factor. Do you agree with that, or what do you want to say on this? I think I disagree. Okay. I think I'm more I'm closer to Jordana, I believe, certainly, than you are, because I think our default, if we're talking what we're born with, you know, our, whether we're born kind, whether we're born evil, whether we're born selfish, whether we're born, you know, whatever it is, we're animals. I think we were our, our default is survival. And that means thinking about ourselves first. 
You think most people think about themselves first? I think that's how we're born. I think really. Okay. Yep, I do, and I think after that, kindness is learned. I think kindness is learned very quickly uh, before you. But survival is you don't even have to learn it. There's just something. I think instinctually. that's the instinct. Yes, to okay. survive, to think about what do I need, what do I need. But you very early on, I mean, minutes, hours after you're born, realize you need to rely on other people and their kindness. Your mother, your father, those who are taking care of you as a, just an infant. And I think very, very early on, you realize that there is kindness in the world. These people are caring for me. And that's something you pick up on and you learn. As people get older. And they've arrived at this in a myriad of reasons and some similar, some very different. Do you think more people's natural default by the time they're an adult is kind or indifferent or mean? Because I still think it's kind. You know, like we were talking about this off air, including with David. And David's point was, well, one-on-one. We think it's more kind, or David thought it was more kind. But now, because we have so many platforms, social media, uh, texting, you name it, where people are not in front of you and feel more empowered keyboard warriors to just put you on full blast. Mm -hmm. Probably kindness wins over, but it also might be some false kindness. Yeah. Also might be lacking the, sincerity, lacking sincerity yeah. or just not having having guts. And that's why you're the keyboard warrior, but you're in person. Oh, yeah, we'll put on the smile. But then you'll, you know, do something behind a person's back. Say yeah. something. Yeah. You know where I stand in disingenuous. Um, Love it. I, I it's it's one of the two or three qualities I hate the most, honestly, where it's just. People say the same thing all the time and really don't mean it at all. Or they say things and I'm not saying like if you have a problem with someone that you walk up and say, fill in the blank, you're a bleepity bleepity bleep. But I'd rather them not say something than just fill in the blank and it's the same thing and it's the same phony platitudes. Mm -hmm. Now, some might say, well. That's a default of decency where they say something and there's some kindness about it. But if you know them enough or you follow them enough, you know, they really don't mean it. It's just I'm just going to say this. I just I don't like phoniness. Some would say if you don't have anything nice to say, Chad, you shouldn't say anything at all. I'd rather them just. Okay. Shut your mouth? No, just hello. Or when you see people um, who you're consuming somehow, right, where you're just observing the conversation or it's people in the news for some reason and they're offering these things up, and you know they don't mean a single word of it. I'm not saying, again, I'd rather the default be decent. And I'm a person who begs people to give strong opinions, including strong opinions of kindness, right? I just, the phoniness, man, phony people, blah. It's just, that drives me nuts. 
You're kind of looking at me and saying, calm down. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of the phoniest people around here right now. No, I'm not even talking just here. It's just elsewhere. Well, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see if you'll call anybody out. Well, it's Carter, segment. of course. I mean, it's, you know. Oh, the strong no, he has zero. Part of the reason I love the guy, zero phoniness about him. It's just he is who he is, you know. And so it wasn't really about here. It was just about people overall in life just being genuine. Now, if you're struggling that day, it's not like when somebody says, how are you? You have to then sit them down for 47 <laughs> minutes and lay out everything that's wrong <laughs> and then, in theory, help them out. Okay, on this topic, I would love to hear people what you think, agree, disagree, uh, on our default, what is learned, uh, Dave's point on survival, and then learning kindness later. It's the nature versus nurture sort of situation, uh, phoniness, whatever you want to say. Feedback is always appreciated. 651 All right, sir. What do we have today for the uh, music theme? I'll remind folks, Power Pack lineup today, major 10 minutes. Billy Guerin was unavailable for us uh, yesterday traveling. The Wild President of Hockey Operations makes his regular appearance. Day late, he's at 107. Shaletta, you've bumped to 135. Well, she did it to herself. Yeah. Well, she's yeah, she's yeah she normally moves constantly and tells us. This time, you moved her because of Garen and also because she took your headphones and wouldn't admit to it. No, and she lied to the show. She lied to the show. 135 for Shaletta. Collar on the purple in the playoffs. And you, the Am I Wrong Committee, 235. Music theme is? Second Friday in January. It is Quitter's Day. <laughs> it is the day most of us give up on our resolutions. So we've got music about quitting and giving up. I like it. <laughs> you know what? I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll work this in with Major in 10 minutes because I got a message from my phone today. I really didn't appreciate it. I, I mean, I know, I know the phone is accurate, but does the phone really have to tell me this? I'll, I'll, I'll divulge that to Major in a little bit. We're talking about kindness. Is it our default? A lot of texts, 651-461-9226. Pat would like to chime in. Pat, glad you're listening. You're on WCCO Radio. Thank you for taking my call. I wanted to talk about the fact I had a child out of wedlock when I was into my, a teenager that I gave up for adoption, and I found him when he was 19. During that time, I um, went through counseling, and in the counseling, I learned something that I thought was kind of interesting is the fact that they told us that you have genetic patterning that you're born with. And if you have, the, have it in you to be kind, you will be, no matter who raises you, no matter what your situation is. The other thing is there is such a thing as a bad seed. When you see people who have you know, children uh, that you kind of wonder how such nice people can have such a bad kid. That's why, because they are their genetic patterning is what makes them who they are. And I thought that was very interesting because we've had a couple of friends that what we've had that have had kids that I think, oh my gosh, how could these nice people have such awful kids? Well, that's why. Pat, and thanks so much. I, that, that picks. I appreciate you listening. 
That picks up on what I say all the time, Dave, on this topic that I know one prime example where I think both parents, to be honest, are pretty selfish. And the child they had is amazing, right? And and there are hundreds of examples. Uh, well, no, there's millions of examples. It's just how many you see. So it is some sort of combination of how you're born and for whatever reason, genetics, what maybe you're predisposed to be, um, to say learned behaviors don't matter at all is obviously false. But some, because of the genetics and whatever reason, just dictate someone to be accepting, to be open, to be kind, and then others flat out are mean. And seemingly that is their default throughout most of their life. I don't accept, though, that you're initially born that way and that we have to teach you to be better. I think some are more neutral in this area, some lean one way or the other, and then along with whatever role a guardian, a parent plays, plays a part, but sometimes your parents and guardians are doing all, are doing stuff all on their own. I'll just give you an example. My mother hardly raised me at all. My father, I love him massively, but my father's top priority, without a doubt, was work. I don't remember a single game my father did not go to. Not one. Not one. Because spending time with the family. You know? Um, can I blame that or should I blame that? No. Uh-uh. I found other ways to feel like I'm a good person, you know? And that isn't to say you're not enhanced more by who you're around and to say it, it, it can't play a big part, but it's not everything, if that makes sense. No, it does. I I don't think it's a hard it's a stretch to believe that DNA plays a role, whether it's the only role. I don't I don't buy that, but no. I'm sure it plays some role. I mean, yeah, whether it be kindness or you know a, a million other things, you know, <laughs> or our interests, the things we are good at. You know, how many how many people do you know that have parents that have you know no artistic ability yet their kid is a wonderful artist or an athlete or, you know, in music or, yeah. you know, yes. terrific in, in school. And they were like, yeah. I was a C student. I don't know what there's, where these straight A's are coming from. You know, it, there's example after example of something like that. And so it's no stretch to believe that kindness or lack thereof certainly <clears> could <throat> play a part in that where it's, it doesn't come from, you know, what you learn from mom and dad. hundred percent. Well stated. Among the texts here, I believe we were born good, and that's where God is in our soul, family, including siblings, and it's in the nature's, uh, nurture's personal personality. When your little ones go on that school bus, that's when you see change. I don't agree. Um, I think you can see change right away. I think you can see change um, when they go on the school bus. But to say that's when it happens, and that it's because God is in your soul, that's subjective, right? This texture clearly believes God <clears throat> is in our soul. A lot of others 
don't believe that or, I mean, they're atheists or they're agnostic or they have a different God. But I, I believe this person, without a doubt, believes that. I A lot does change when they get on that school bus. A lot does, but the idea that you're um, – That it completely flips your personality? Yeah, or? like you're yeah. angelic and then all of a sudden this causes all the issues. I don't accept that. But the more elements around you to help shape you, sure. <clears throat> more text. Evolution dictates that those genes are passed along – uh, that those who survive, those that survived, or those that cooperated with each other these days, cooperation for survival is less important. This kindness may be diminishing. Uh, uh, people believe that are born selfish. That's why parents have to teach their oldest and only kids how to share as well to wait their turn. Kindness is contagious, but we need to show it to others, especially those we may not know. More text here. Everyone is self-serving. They behave according to the rewards received by such behaviors. I'm outside of this broader profession that I'm in because I don't do really specifically anything my father did. My father did never play by play. I never had any interest in columnists. He never did a weekly show. I never did a Sunday show, but in the broad sense of media. In so many of my characteristics, I am not like my parents at all. But I know others who are absolutely like it. So it can apply. I don't think it always applies. That's what I would say. Uh, a lot of good to- uh, topic or uh, text on this particular topic and a good call from Pat. Let's pause. We're late. We've got to get to major in moments.